Hello, and welcome to Daily Cafefe with Carter and Carrie. Today is Wednesday, June 26th. How are you, Carter? I'm a little tired, but I'm okay. As are you, I hear. I am tired as well. I'm looking forward to the circus tonight. <laughs> oh my, that's going to be interesting. I got I to gotta print out my bingo cards. Wait, who are the ones competing tonight? Do you want me to pull up the list? I made, I have little, so we're going to go live a little bit early and I'm just going to play uh, a little video with some information on each candidate for people. Um, so I can pull up today's. Okay, so the 10 today are Bill de Blasio, Tim Ryan, Julian Castro, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Beto, Amy Klobuchar, Tulsi Gabbard, Jay Inslee, and John Delaney. I don't even know half of those. It's, it's 10 people on the debate stage. There's no one's going to have a chance to say anything. It's going to be soundbite, 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 soundbite. There's going to be 10 soundbites in a row, a little bit of a mess, and then it will be over. I don't see it. I don't see how there can be any substantive discussion about anything. So I think we should give people a little bit of a cultural update, at least, or uh, on, on the Project Veritas stuff. What is the update? I just want to point out how legacy media is treating this. Have you paid attention to how legacy media is? I mean, obviously they're not. I mean, I just saw they were ignoring it totally. Yeah, but they're also, and and I'm surprised, I guess the thing that's surprising to me is how many people don't want to, it's just emotion. They don't want to believe it's true. They just don't want to believe it. So like I posted something on Twitter about it and people are like, well, it could be just algorithmic differences between DuckDuckGo and Google. Like they're just, they don't want to believe it. They just don't want to. Um, and, uh, and by the way, just to clear up the algorithmic differences crap, Google, so I looked this up. DuckDuckGo is peaking right now around 31 million queries a day. Google, although estimates are difficult to obtain, um, they were up to 3.2 billion queries a day in 2012. Where they are now, it's probably 10. It's not, it's not totally clear based on the information that I've got. People don't really know. But they're easily, what's that? And that two orders of magnitude more popular than DuckDuckGo? And there's people that are like, well, maybe more conservatives use DuckDuckGo and not as many liberals use Google. And so it doesn't, those terms don't show up in autocomplete. You have to be actively engaged in cognitive dissonance to even think that. Um, Google is so widely used. Everyone uses Google. If a search term doesn't complete on Google, it's either because it's not in the zeitgeist at all, which is not true of any of these terms we're talking about, or it's actively suppressed. So this weird, like people are like, well, maybe not as many people. I I posted a video yesterday on Twitter. I I happened to be looking up Joe Biden and the word creepy and didn't show up in Google. (laughs) It's just not in Google. Yeah, I had, there's a video. You can see it on my Twitter. Wow. Uh, but it's on DuckDuckGo. And people's response was like, well, maybe that's just an algorithmic difference. Are I'm you like, kidding me? No. 
they're like, well, maybe, you know, maybe conservatives and libertarians use DuckDuckGo, so that's why it shows up there. But, you know, regular people don't look up Joe Biden creepy. I'm, I, you have to be living under a rock to not have be, be aware of that being in the zeitgeist. You tell me. Do they me, not know that, like, regular people work at Google? Right. Like, like do they not? I, I know people who've worked at Google. I know their ideology. Do, do they not think that? Right. Haven't they seen any of the internal documents that have come out, like the in the James Damore lawsuit? They've seen none of this internal communication? It's, so that's my point. I think you have to be, it has to be intentional blindness, which is a psychological condition. So, I mean, not officially, but I consider it a psychological condition. But the other, the, the, they're following this path here, which this is really interesting to me, just because it shows you how the legacy media thinks. And remember, Zombies follow the legacy media. Most people follow the legacy media. This is Charlie Warzel. He's a New York Times reporter. And so this is, was his response. He says, so it seems to me that this, quote, investigation about Google's bias is really just a bunch of non-technical people mixing up algorithmic bias with political bias. Am I wrong? Could one of you smart technologists who follow me explain? So this is a, I mean, yes, he's wrong. He's an idiot. So then, he this then, guy works with the New York Times. Yeah. Then he writes, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the video snippets from their quote whistleblower are all completely contextless and thus not to be taken seriously. But the part about fairness and algorithms, that's just them seeing the word bias and not understanding what it means, right? So this guy is trying to push this narrative that this couple- guy's. Please tell me that what I want to believe is true, right? Please, someone, don't tell me that what I want to believe is okay. <laughs> right, right. This, this statement to me is fascinating because he were, uses the word obvious, obviously. I mean, obviously, the video snippets from their whistleblower are completely contextless and thus not to be taken seriously. So that means if you catch me undercover, so first of all, James... Uh, O'Keefe releases the raw footage. So this whole edited footage, you know, selectively edited, that's all a lie. Second, it doesn't really matter if you've got me as a Google employee talking about what we do at Google. And that's the context is clearly her talking about what happens at Google. And they're clearly talking about doing things they shouldn't. Well, what more context do you need? It's not, they, they're using these words like contextless and edited to try and paint these videos with a- Have a, they ever watched 60 Minutes? Like, like it, it, it's as if they have an entirely different standard for anything that's critical of their God, which is Google, you know, or the mainstream media. But I mean, right. that, that's how and, these and, people- these pieces are put together. That's a package is how they're put together. Right. And not only that, there's nothing, there is nothing wrong with it. He uses the word contextless as if that is a magic spell that suddenly renders all of it meaningless and evil. It does not. We have enough context. She was talking about her job at Google and what they were doing. And she said what they did. That's context. You know, unless there's some context of like, hey, would you please read this play about a bad Google exec while I film you? But, I, you know, let's assume that that's not the context. Because 
O'Keefe releases the whole, all the raw footage. So then he says, I realize I look like a total boob here because I'm attempting to engage or even spend time responding to people who seem to operate exclusively in bad faith. So it's bad faith to uncover what Google's doing. My favorite reply to all of these, this is from Brian Stetler. Another, where does Brian work, Carrie? Uh, this idiot works at CNN. That's right. I'm pretty sure. That's right. So Brian Stetler from CNN writes, a watching Fox seeing the talk shows promote Project Veritas. I Googled for a reliable news account about what's going on and can't really find one. So (laughs) this is, it says everything about CNN that you need to know. (laughs) Everything is all in this one tweet. It's beautiful. Uh, This is journalism, CNN style. This report says Google's not giving us accurate information. Google. (laughs) (laughs) And and also, I look for a reliable news account, but nobody's covered. Yeah, of course, you guys don't cover the real news. You never do. All you cover is Russia. Like, you don't, all you do is cover Trump and his tweets. You never cover anything that's actually important. Maybe you, Brian Stelter, if you were a real journalist, you could create a reliable news account of what's happening at Google. Maybe you could send someone out and do an investigative report yourself, but you won't because by reliable news account, what you mean is an accounting of the story that explains why everything that Project Project Veritas showed us is wrong. Like that's what they mean when they say reliable news story. They want something that says, here's why you don't have to pay attention to this. Here's the bullet points. The beauty packed in this one tweet is just, it's, it takes my breath away, really. It's, it's, the, it's the perfect tweet because he's, here he is. He's mainstream media. His job is to report on this stuff. And his idea of doing research is to use the tool that's being reported on and about as biased to look for other news sources of his peers that validate this report and he doesn't find it. And so he reports that he didn't find it. It's just, there's, there's literally nothing here. There's CNN's literally it's, it's worse than a dog just chasing his own tail. It's, I don't, I don't know how to describe this. It's so, it's so, he's so useless. Oh, this guy is totally useless. I don't know if you've seen him before, but he is, I'm not just saying this to be mean or insulting. He is a boob. Like he no, is I, the definition. Of, yeah, he's a total, there's nothing going on upstairs. Yeah. So, <laughs> like. I've, I've seen as well, but. Uh, Carrie, let's switch. Oh, by the way, Tim Poole did reply to Brian Stetler with. Did he? Tim's report. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Here's a reliable news source. Is it a reliable news source? <laughs> Which he is. They yes. want to know why people trust these alternative uh, news personalities, people like Tim Pool. Why, why do we trust them more than you? Because they're on it. They're more honest than you. Right. And they're smarter than you. Like, yeah. why? Here's a novel idea. Why don't you hire some actual, like, talent, like some actual intellects <laughs> or. 
people you know what i mean like why why do you put people like brian stelter on i don't get it well i i don't i think it's a systemic problem they couldn't tim pool could never make it at cnn and CNN. it just doesn't those don't go together um maybe someday tim pool will buy the cnn brand and use it um so carrie you would like to talk about something else i know we usually go short but let's do two quick things two quick things okay so i know this is this is such an it's never going to happen it's not a reality reparations right but i keep hearing people talking about it now and now i'm seeing sjw's arguing on behalf of it as if it's something that makes sense and so i would like for you carter to give me the argument against reparations individualism <laughs> i know. i know <laughs> i know <laughs> but but okay let me just should i elaborate i don't know what to say I, it's so okay. obviously stupid it is it is but i'm for some reason i'm i'm like at a loss of why i'm i'm having trouble explaining individualism to people um you are responsible for your own sins you're not responsible for other people's sins that's a whole sentence instead of a word i've expanded it for you right <laughs> so this one guy goes uh a painting is stolen during world war 2 mhm you know it's uh passed down it's sold a couple times and passed down and the descendants of the original owner would like the painting back Mm -hmm. this is a bad analogy but this is the analogy yeah so this analogy is is bad for a number of reasons one is um even in that case i think there would be some debate it's not so totally clear because there's probably a lot of legitimate people that didn't know the origin that bought it, you know, but you could totally make a case for the painting being returned or some sort of something happening there. Um, but this is a case of a, a particular object that is easily traceable. It's a painting, right? This isn't like goodwill or some money or what it's like. It's a painting. So very easy to trace. And you're talking about individuals. These are individuals. An individual had a painting. Another individual stole the painting. Okay, now the painting can be returned. That's not what we're talking about with reparations. No one is proposing that we try and figure out who the slave owners were, actually, and then trace what you'd have to trace through like what their descendants inherited based on their owning of that slave, which is very murky, right? Like who knows? Maybe one descendant hated their parents for being slave owners and escaped, you know, or like ran away and didn't get any of inheritance. And someone might like, so you got to trace inheritance, you got to trace, but then they'll, they would argue like, well, but what kind of privilege did they have for growing up in a house with slaves and blah, blah, whatever it was, right? So you got that, you got that for multiple generations spreading out and you've got slaves. You have to trace their ancestors and figure out how that impacted exactly their ancestors. No one is proposing an individual set of reparations where we say here is bob bob is descended from this slave way back here 
1840. And this was the slave owner and this is Jack and Jack's descended from the slave owner. And we, and those are, and they're the only descendants and we know, and we know exactly how, what Jack should owe Bob. And because we can calculate with no one's proposing anything like this. What they're saying is we should steal money from everyone and give it to people who have melanin. That's what, that's what they more melanin. But I guess a certain amount. I don't know how you measure your melanin. So I, I it's completely unrealistic. It's like, yeah, how do you, are you going to start asking people what percentage they are of, of black or what? And, and like you said, they're not talking about tracing it to any, any individual's history. They're just talking about people who look black, but right, so are not necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's, this is, collectivism is inherently unjust and evil. And that's all this is. It's just a form of collectivism, right? Collectivism. I actually asked this dude, I said, you, would you describe yourself as a collectivist? Because I, I think sometimes these people don't even think about it in, in those terms. Like, I, like <laughs> I, think of him, I think of him as a collectivist, but I think he probably doesn't even consider that question maybe. What did he answer? I don't know. Let's see. He it's says no, he, he doesn't. He's not he a doesn't consider it, Yeah, he's not a collectivist. He goes, too much danger of tyranny. But you are a collectivist. <laughs> right, he is a collectivist. But in he, practice, you are. He's just an idiot and a collectivist together, which is well, common. Well, now so, I can't share this video with him because you call him an idiot. But yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, this is the thing, Carrie. Even if you are a collectivist, it doesn't make sense. So as an individualist, it makes zero sense. If you're, if you're not a collectivist, it makes zero sense completely to do any kind of reparations because you're not taking money from the slave owner and giving it to the slave. You're taking money from descendants who share the skin color and giving it to other people who may be completely unrelated who may share similar skin color. Um, but even on the collectivist level, it doesn't make sense. So what roughly, Carrie, I think it was roughly 4% of people owned slaves. So it's not even like all the white people owned slaves. And there's no reason to stop at the white slave owners. All the slaves in the US were purchased from black slave owners, my understanding, and there may be a few, few that weren't, but the vast majority were purchased from black slave owners. In Africa, white people, the, the, the whites did not enter the heart of Africa and capture black people from tribes. They, they couldn't survive the jungles. They couldn't, they, they would die of disease that they were not accustomed to. They pulled their ship up to the port and bought slaves from black slave owners who hunted people in Africa and enslaved them. So now you have to ask the question, well, you know, if, if everyone in this chain is guilty, if the original, if the slave owner in America is guilty and his descendants are guilty, if you're going to make that argument, well, certainly the people he purchased the slaves from is also guilty. So now you've got to go to Africa and say, well, hey, uh, hand over some reparations to American blacks, African blacks, because you sold them out to slavery. The whole thing is ridiculous, and it's only meant to virtue signal. Everyone knows that it's stupid, but they're talking about it 
and virtue signaling that they think it's a good idea because they want to show how woke they are and that's all there is to it. There's no, there's no actual think, reasons behind any of this. Well, you know what's funny is there was one other guy uh, who was also arguing against reparations and one of his points, this was like six or seven days ago, one of his points was that this is a slippery slope. He's like, so then we have to pay reparations to Native Americans and we have to pay, like where do, where, where do we stop? Everybody's been wronged in some way by history. Every group, not individuals. Again, they're talking about groups. Um, and people in the thread are like, oh, that's a straw man. I like when SJWs try to use <laughs> argumentation in that way. They're like, oh, yeah, they try to use fallacies in that way. It's like, that's a straw man. Then the slippery slope, and it's not going to, what you're saying isn't true. Well, three days ago, Elizabeth Warren, like, proved that guy right. Elizabeth Warren is like, let's give reparations to gay people. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, where does it stop? And <clears throat> Bernie Sanders just, you know, he wants to eliminate all student debt. I'm like, well, if that were to happen, how long until people like myself who've paid off our student debt start saying, well, we deserve reparations because you've passed this new thing and you got rid of the debt for other people, but we paid our debt, so you need to give us reparations now. Like, Well, and, and the thing, obviously, uh, this is, I'm going to point out the obvious. This money isn't – no one – even normal people – act like the government is just has this bank that they're like this magic wand. And they're like, Oh, well the government can give money. There is no money from the government. The government gets money in basically three ways. One, they take it from people by force with guns. If you refuse to pay your taxes and you fight and fight and fight and you go to court and blah, blah, blah. Eventually, you'll go to jail. So they take it with guns. That's where they get money. So they're, they don't have, that's one. The other thing they do is they borrow it. Now, that's just, a, that's just a borrow on promising to tax your children. That's all they do. So they, they go to other countries and be like, hey, we'll tax the kids later. <laughs> Give us an advance. That's what borrowing is. So that's also theft. It's just a promise to thieve later. And the third thing they do is print it. And print it, printing it causes, well, printing it by definition is inflation. That word has been totally corrupted over the past several decades. But printing money is by definition inflation. And that causes price inflation uh, after that. Because if there are more dollars in circulation, then each dollar is worth less. And so that's a tax on actually the poorest people among us. That's the worst thing that they do because um, if you really care about low-income people, printing dollars is the absolute worst thing to do to them because high-income people, if, a price of, if the price of food goes up, they've got, they've got cushion, they've got disposable income, so you're eating into their you know, luxury purchases when you inflate prices. But someone who's living paycheck to paycheck, if their rent goes up by 25% or food goes up by 25%, that's catastrophic. Um, and so uh, those are the three ways they obtain money. That's it. So this idea of like, we're, we're going to pay reparations, like those are the three things you're proposing for these magical reparations, right? Yeah. Um, and, and also, by the way, Aside from the principles, it's also incalculable. 
That's also just impossible and incalculable. How much, I mean, even a, even a slave, it's incalculable. If, All of it is incalculable. It's like, decades, how much, it's like, how much is that worth? I don't know. And, don't and know. everyone, my, my point to them, again, I was trying to explain individualism without using the words collectivist and individualist because I don't think they think in those terms. But it's like everyone, there's an infinite number of privileges and marginalizations. Let's use their language, privilege and marginal. So there's an infinite number of those things for every single person. So how do you calculate all that? How do you weigh it? You know, someone well, like Coleman so Hughes who, who testified against reparations, he's like, I grew up privileged and wealthy. Why should the government be giving me money that they've taxed on some poor white person? So privilege is a, I, I just wanna just, cause I, I hate the word privilege. Privilege is a shit concept. Privilege just means non-victim. So let's assume that you have a situation where there's an actual victim. There's the aggressor who is marginalizing someone. Let's say uh, I'm, a, I'm a misogynist who's going to treat you poorly because you're female, Carrie, right? But I don't treat someone else poorly because he's male. Well, he's not privileged. He has nothing to do with this. It's I'm guilty for being a misogynist. You're oppressed because I'm oppressing you. The third party is uninvolved. The word privilege transfers my actions and blames him and asks, asks for the third party to feel guilt over what I'm doing to you. It's completely bullshit. It's a shit, shit term. So I don't even like pretending to use the word privilege because it's a false, philosophically false term. It's bullshit. My, I guess my point is just, if you do want to talk to these SJWs and you want to speak their language, okay, let's, let, I will speak your language. Everyone, you want to talk about there's some potential privilege that a person has because they're white or because they're a man. Okay, is there a potential privilege that a person has because they're born into a wealthy family? What about the privilege of uh, being healthy and not having you know, a disability? Uh, what about the privilege of growing up in a home where they're not abused? What about the privilege of, like, it just, it's never ending. It's well, a never I, I ending. Have, I have one that'll get me uh, a lot of hate if you, if I can, I can bring up. What about the privilege of being born in America because your grandparents were slaves? Oh, I, I made that point to him too. He said, we've all benefited from a system of slavery. And I was like, we all have. That's what you're saying, right? But because African-Americans have two people who are currently living here today. Yeah, not, about not, to, not to undermine the horror and evil of slavery, but, you know, if you're a black born in America today and you're descended from slaves, chances are you're born into better circumstances than your ancestors in Africa. Or, sorry, your, your quote, cousins, people, your contemporaries in Africa who share a common ancestor. I mean, it doesn't make slavery good. It doesn't mean it was good. It was a horrible thing and it's evil. But when you start couching everything in terms of privilege, privilege is another word often for luck. So. Yeah. Well, his point was, I will give him this. This guy had, uh, he had consistency in that he said, well, that's why everyone, he said, yes. Basically he was saying, yes, people who are alive today, like uh, black people have, the privilege of being born in America and, you know, Amer there's an Amer such things, American privilege. He didn't say that, but he was, he was basically conceding that point. 
So his point is that's why everyone needs to be taxed. So it's not taxing selective people, tax everyone, like do a reparations tax, I guess, is what he means. And then take that pot of money and divide it up somehow to just the black people. But tax well, the black I mean, That doesn't make any sense because you're taxing someone in order to pay them back. I know. Which is just massively inefficient. But uh, this isn't, this is, yeah. But, well, look, it's collectivism. It's evil. The, the whole idea is evil. Um, it's, it's the same thought process of slavery, frankly, right? which is like the racist slave owners were like, oh, people with different melanin content can be treated differently. And, you know, are, are different species, basically, so we can do what we want with them. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just like, oh, we, we're going to look at people based on the color of their skin and put them in categories and tax them or not tax them or pay them out or not because of their skin color. It's the same thing. It's either a modern racist. The left is just modern racist. So. I agree. All right. Let's end this because it's going to be long anyway, even after I cut it down. Let's end it and let's... Remind everyone to join us. We're going to go live a little bit early for the viewing party. What time is it? It's, uh, I think, 6 Pacific, right, Carrie? 8 it's Texas. 8 o'clock Texas time. We will see you guys live if you want to join us. What is that, 9 o'clock Eastern? I think it's 9 Eastern. Uh, we'll be on a little bit early. We'll be, we'll be on a little bit early. Print out your bingo cards. Carrie, why don't you retweet the bingo stuff? Uh, yeah, and, uh, you guys... We found this great, uh, I have to thank uh, some of the commenters. Was it Herman? Somebody who suggested we do bingo cards. It and we Herman. found this great yeah. site for it. And you can go there. I'll put the, we'll put the link in the description. When you go there, just make sure you click on like create a new card and it'll shuffle everything up so that we don't all have the same bingo card. Yes. All right. Well, looking forward to it. See you all later. Bye.